0: yeah I can just walk around and just walk up to people and go hey do you want to be on a podcast and people will not even ask what the podcast is called who I am they're just like this is free press I'm here to get press why not um do you end up doing a lot of podcast interviews uh
1: some when I'm I'm asked I don't specifically go seeking them out mostly mostly on like Skype and stuff like that or um the ones I've done I tend to I prefer doing them in person to be honest I have Mm -hmm. done some over Skype but yeah the in person's a lot better
0: yeah, yeah. Also, I feel like with Skype, uh, like the more people involved
1: in a podcast, like longer it could go on. Yeah, it's just I think you, it's just human interaction is much better face to face, isn't it? So yeah, if, you know, if you've got the luxury of being able to do that, then
0: yeah, Skype. and the timings way easier because even like the small, like amazing delay of internet communication, yeah. Yeah, it's sure. the people talk over each other and stuff like that. Um, well, yeah, the levels seem good, so. Shall we start? Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, What's your name and what's your game? So I'm Gary Birchall and uh, my game is Abandoned
1: Ship. I assume it's based in somewhat water, the sea? Yes, no, that's correct. So um, the kind of internal dev statement for us when we started out was (coughs) FTL meets Master and Commander. We picked Master and Commander partially because... Um, The tone of our game is sort of quite dark. It's, you know, snatching victory from the jaws of defeat, surviving on the edge. Um, So a lot of people go, oh, uh, like Pirates of the Caribbean. It's kind of like, well, actually, that's a bit too jaunty piratey. Yeah. Whereas Master and Commander is much more sort of tonally correct. Is it like, I've never even heard of Master and
0: Commander. Like, yet. is it, I assume it's like a PC game from the 90s? No, no it's,
1: um, it's a film with, well, it's, it's, Oh, it's a film. Oh, okay. Originally it's a book. <laughs> um, yeah. A very, very good book. Um, it's the uh, Royal Navy in Napoleonic times. Um, uh, it's part of the, uh, there's a Captain... Jack Aubrey in the film that was played by Russell Crowe and then uh, his partner who's a doctor was it like a huge success or is it more of like a cult following
0: kind of people like pirates I, like the movie I thought it had attracted like international I mean, I, success but I mean I have also bad like like there's a lot of movies I haven't seen right. like I haven't seen Blade Runner and I'm working in really video games right. which is nuts sorry interview's over um, yeah, okay yeah it was fun <laughs> being on it uh, um yeah. So, like, what's have you found with? Because there's not a lot of pirate-themed games. It well, seems that like, wasn't when we started. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's picking it up now. That but it
1: picked up on the trend just before it started to become reality. So um, um, it certainly felt like we were one of the first in terms of announcement. Like, I'm not. Aware of everything that's that's out yeah. there. You had a couple, I think there's Tempest and Windward were floating around, but for me, this is very much so. F- FTL is one of my favourite games of all time. I think it's one of the best designed games ever. Um, you know, it's like so many hours into it. And so, obviously, when you go indie, you, you kind of want to do something that you um, you love and, and you're passionate about. And I'm very kind of interested in that sort of uh, classic age of sale. Um, kind of ear and stuff like that. So for me, those two mesh together perfectly, and I didn't understand why nobody hadn't done this before.
0: Yeah, I feel like um, it's kind of hard to gauge like when a big indie success happens, like FTL. I find it hard to like it's hard to gauge like which indie successes ca- carry on. Like if I go yes. to a grad show now, it's ninety percent Rocket League. Like that's all they wanna make. Yeah, yeah. And and but it's like I feel like FTL was not like it wasn't something that was easy to mimic. Well I've
1: kind of felt like FTL could have almost spawned a subgenre in on of, in of itself. And the um,
0: <laughs>
1: the games that have kind of taken inspiration from FTL, for me personally, have taken the things that I don't find most interesting about FTL, like the crew management mm. and the fact that, you know, you could be playing in one minute going, everything's fine and then the next minute's all gone to hell in a handbasket. So, yeah. And And for me, what we try and do in, in Abandoned Ship is constantly make the player have to make interesting and difficult decisions all the time whether that's at a grand level or a moment-to-moment basis um and that's that's where a lot of fun for that from ftl and 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 our our game comes from well i find yeah i find that
0: interesting too just because like there's so many like even with any game that's inspired by another game, like even with us at XCOM, it's like there's stuff that, that inspires us and then there's stuff that doesn't even come over. Like, like, and, and, and I find, yeah, it's interesting. The two games can be inspired by the same like kind of huge indie moment and kind of just pull out, remove parts of it. Like some games are just like, oh, there's a campaign or you are rushing from Doom and that's why we're calling it it's like FTL, where it seems like yours is ship, like the ship-based combat is kind of
1: part of it. Like, kind of like the... Yeah, so we have a a sort of a grand um, uh, exploration layer um, which you can see in our trailers, and we'll talk more about that soon. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of a bit more sea esque, in that you are kind of exploring this this world, and, and that's where you'll, you know, if you end up in combat, that's where it goes into the kind of the, the more kind of cr- uh, crew control aspect. We've tried to um, sort of tie, um, you know, you talk about inspirations, obviously, making games people tend to be passionate about games and there's so many influences so there's some elements of kind of XCOM uh, that, that kind of feed into it um, aesthetically we've been really inspired by um, classic naval oil paintings which are a very good sort of thematic and tonal fit for us. Do you have any of those in the others? Uh, no, Funny enough actually when uh, one Christmas I was around my in-laws, and in their living room, they have these two fantastic naval oil paintings, and I've always loved that sort of art style. I mean, that's the reason why they're classic. People tend to like stuff like that. I've um, I always kind of find myself just standing, staring at them. And one Christmas, I was standing, staring at them, and I was literally thinking to myself, "We need some sort of distinctive art style for abandoned ship that will kind of help us stand out." And It's suddenly, you know, anvil on the head, clang. I'm staring at an naval oil painting. This couldn't be a better fit for what we wanted to achieve. That was the easy part because implementing that style in engine is, is actually quite difficult. And I've got the team the, the artist and, and the, the, the programmer to, to thank for that.
0: Like I was, I was working at an office with people that were working on like a painterly rendering yep. and it's just nuts. Like yeah. you, It's just like you can get, you can make that as complicated as you want yeah. and and trying to get it aesthetically right and
1: manageable and like it's, yeah, so it's a difficult I, thing. Because I'm not uh, an artist by trade I, I have to really concentrate on what it is about styles. I mean luckily the team... Uh, the division of X artists and, and our, and our artists um, just just got it and knew sort of how to realise that. I'm, I'm just the like the ideas guy. Hey, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. And then more talented people have made yeah. it happen. Um, so,
0: our, na- our like naval paintings still being made is that something yeah like, i think i don't think you get like if you make it big and you can you buy a
1: abandoned ship themed I had, naval i had thought of that because um one of the artists uh a girl called alex she um she's she can oh, paint so oh okay yeah i was kind of like well if, if there's an interest there maybe you know she could <laughs> That, that could be something she could pursue because yeah, yeah. um, she kind of just like un- intrins- intrinsically understands that style. Um, but I think well, you guys know this with Darkest Dungeon, right? So it it's the whole package. It's the consumer sort of promise of, of this, this thing. So if you've got a game and an art style Gameplay, you know, it all fits together tonally, and you know that complete package. I think that's really attractive to, to players. So you know, hopefully we've we've achieved sort of that kind of complete pa- package part of it as well. Is there an abandoned ship button in the game? There is, yes. Yeah. So what um what um the reason why the 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 name came about, other than that, I thought it was quite evocative, um, was. In games like FTL and Sunless Sea, the player is essentially the ship. Uh, in Abandoned Ship, you are the captain. So, if your ship is destroyed, you can go to the lifeboat with you, your captain and your crew. Um, even if you don't make it to the lifeboat, the captain can kind of. And the ship goes down that the captain can wake up clean to a bit of driftwood. Uh, admittedly, your so really, they don't go down is, with the ship like they're yeah. supposed to. Well, yeah, right. What Would you? <laughs> I, know why I don't know. Not, uh, not uh, in this world. Yeah. Um, so admittedly, your nautical career is not at its high yeah. point yeah. in those situations and the choices you make might lead to your death. But basically, as long as the captain yeah. is alive, there's always hope, there's always a chance that you can survive long enough to make it back to port, be rescued, and then you can get another ship and crew and, and go off on your way. So what's your nautical career like? Um, well, I used to work at a company called Climax Studios, and they're based in Portsmouth. It's also a very famous it Sounds store. like a port city. Yeah. Um, the offices would overlook the harbour mouth, and so constantly you'd have these amazing ships go past Um, because it's a Royal Navy base but also um, there's two famous ships there there's the HMS Warrior and the HMS Victory which is obviously Nelson's ship so I think because I've always lived within an hour of, of Portsmouth and then worked at Portsmouth for so long that kind of Seeped into me somehow, and I've always been interested in sort of. Did you ever do like sailing so. or stuff no, like that? No, kayak. I think I think I've I have kayaked at some point. Um, I think it's the sea, or humans have a kind of fascination with the sea. Um, maybe British people do because it's an island nation as, as well. Yeah, you're kind of you're going to um, see a boat. I- exactly. Yeah. Um, I think even like the the furthest away from the sea you can get in the UK is only about an hour and a half's drive away from the coast sort of thing oh yeah yeah so um, so I think that kind of um, and this ties in with the art style where um, you look at some of those oil paintings, and they're kind of they're almost like a romantic vision of the sea. So, like Turner paintings, for example, like sometimes the sea is just like bright orange because it's sunset. So we've tried to replicate that as well in various times of day and stuff. Not that the people listen to podcasts and see, but on on screen here is you know very sort of bluey, purpley, pinky hues for for dawn, um, and that kind of. I think those paintings and the art style that were were influenced by kind of ties into that mystery of the sea and romantic aspects of the sea, um, and ties into that complete package that was talking about earlier. So in, so, in your opinion, what's the most romantic beach in the UK? Um, we've got some fantastic beaches, actually. I suppose it depends that you've got your which is the most pretty to look at. There's a very nice one. <clears throat> near lands ending Cornwall called Porthcurno which looks like it's been plucked out of somewhere a lot nicer than the UK like the Caribbean whatever and just plunked down oh um, I guess like a palm tree is it? Uh, like? it's it just yeah it looks no palm trees but it look, just looks like it, it looks could tropical. be Caribbean yeah, yeah. Um, but I kind of prefer beaches we have very good tidal range in the UK so what, what is tidal range? so as in like at low tide it will be so many metres difference from high tide what's that difference like like I've never it even can, thought that would vary it can be intense like by the river seven I think that's like one of the greatest tidal ranges you know you can go to a beach at low tide yeah and you'll be able to walk out a mile oh wow but then at high tide it will be several meters higher oh there'll okay be, there'll yeah, be yeah a little yellow bit of, of beach so um the um which is awesome for sandcastle building yeah yeah i mean the wet sand is key yeah exactly yeah you've got to get that right consistency haven't you so i um for me personally when you go what's a good beach i instantly think what's a good beach for sandcastle building that's your that's your first love yes yeah have you entered any competitions no but i've got pretty put it this way it it gets to the point where so when uh take my kids down to the beach um i take a garden shovel and I've got like a proper, not cheap, garden and shovel, and like, uh, what does that mean? A spade. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a, a you know proper 30 thirty pound expensive uh, spade, um, and I kind of build these massive constructions, and it's all about the scale. And oh, so you're building something. like three
0: feet tall
1: yeah like big sa- like yeah, th- sandcastles uh, yeah and big massive ones and then you get to watch the tide come in and destroy it and have you used that like to promote your game at all no um i, I guess i i've done more traditional sandcastle you weren't posting it on instagram uh, uh facebook
0: oh, okay for, for facebook because yeah. i feel like a sandcastle would do well on instagram and it what, wouldn't be that hard to write a do, man and ship coming soon. Yeah,
1: true. What, what I would love to do is get me and a bunch of friends, all with garden shovels, pick the right time and build, like, a you know, what would five or six guys with garden shovels be able to achieve building a sandcastle in oh together in a few hours? Yeah, how awesome would that be? You could build a huge construction. Have you entered any competitions? No, I mean, I, you know, you see some... I guess professional sandcastle building people, and uh, they have these special brushes. Well, I don't know, but I think they just like stiff brushes and um, soft brushes that they get to carve things out, and they make dragons and insane stuff. So I'm nowhere near that level. Just, uh, okay. I guess, yeah. This is taking a very interesting turn, by the way. This. this well, I this mean, I don't but know. I it's find good. it interesting. Like, yeah. Um, I,
0: I like to ask, kind of more not like super important personal questions but no, no, like, like fine, stuff like yeah. that it's it's kind of like no, it's, it's interesting it's, it's so something... I, was, I was
1: like so where you your from like
0: do you... oh i'm from i'm from vancouver canada uh um, okay uh and so i do live you
1: have like massive oh no we have there, oh, we,
0: or... well we do i just don't like it's probably like 12 feet uh like vertically right. yeah, at, yeah at the beach that's like close to my house okay. but um i never really think about that that would change yeah um and you could walk out probably like maybe half a kilometer or something. I mean, but I also haven't even considered that, like... Like, we have different beaches and some go way longer and stuff like that. It's yeah, just, like...
1: Yeah, yeah same here. Like, I wasn't sure if you were going to be, like, oh, yeah, it's, like, four stories and, like... Oh, no. Like, <laughs> um, stuff like I think, that. So. Um, like, uh, here in Brighton, you don't really notice the yeah. difference yeah, in tide because the, the stony beach is very steep. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Brighton's a beautiful beach. Um, yeah... It's like stony, but it's <laughs> yeah. what's nice about Brighton. Bad for is that, sandcastles. Yeah. Brighton's a bit like, I guess, San Francisco in that it's very, it um, uh, feels a bit like a kind of very cosmopolitan and hearty and, um, you know, town sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, but in a more refined way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, San Francisco's obviously nicer than yeah. Brighton. But I, I like Brighton. I I don't know. Brighton's pretty charming. Like the... Because it's just like the same difference from... uh, Distance-wise from Vancouver, aren't they? Or... San Francisco and... Yeah, was, Brighton. Yeah. No. From, no. San Francisco is like less than th-
0: like I could be downtown San Francisco about five hours from leaving my house. Oh, really? Like so hour to the that, airport. Suppose, yeah. Three yeah, three hours over.
1: Yeah. For us that um, would be like flying to
0: New York. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. for yeah, it was like nine hours right, okay. and a huge time difference. Yeah. Okay. Um, but. I don't know. Brighton, seems a, little, lot Brighton seems a little bit nicer than San Francisco. I see a continent away, basically, yeah. 5 5 yeah. of Well, it's my first time in the UK. so. Right. Yeah. Oh, so, so you, how are you finding it? Uh, every, I don't know. People are nice. Um, uh, a lot of them. A lot of people ask me if I skateboard, <laughs> which I, I don't know if that's that just... That might be a Brighton thing. That might be a Brighton thing. or. or um, uh, but yeah, it's been good. Yeah, I've enjoyed the food uh, that I've had. Um, still haven't had a Yorkshire pudding yet. Um, okay. which is uh, it seems like you can only get it on Sundays um, but uh, yes uh, yeah and I'm super excited for that I have like some English and Scottish heritage so I wanted to come oh, to the cool. UK okay. to yeah. kind of connect with that half of my heritage um, so yeah yeah it's been it's been nice so far um, I mean coming to a game conference makes it like Really easy to fill your time because yes. like like I, I met people on Twitter before coming over here and oh, they're cool. like oh okay. let's go we're doing indie soccer like or football um let's let's go play and I was like sure like I haven't met any of you and yeah, yeah. and uh, and even then like I know like. Like Bithell so like oh, cool, okay. see him here randomly and I'm like oh hey and then we like hang out for the
1: evening with with a bunch of new friends and stuff like that so oh, it's nice. like I find in indie, see, the, it's an indie the good thing about that is obviously you can come over as a bit more of a kind of touristy experience which is all very well and lovely and nice um, but when you kind of go somewhere and meet local people they take you to local places that you wouldn't necessarily find or go to if you were doing the yeah i'm hoping to do more of that yeah. it's just like i feel like i should prioritize hanging out with game developers yeah, yeah, while yeah. the
0: conference is yeah. on um, yeah So have, well, uh, what about after the conference you how, how long have you got to uh, uh i'm going to uh yeah. dorchester because oh, cool. i have a friend uh jake burkett yeah uh who i also interviewed oh, on this gray, podcast alien
1: and- yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, he used to live in Vancouver. Oh, did he? Yeah. Uh, for okay. a while. Uh, well, and Last year, uh, he was at Develop doing a talk that I watched. Yeah, but, his uh, talks are good. Yeah, I've met him like once or twice. But. Yeah, he did a great talk on um, uh, at GDC about
0: like being a no-hit wonder because he's like yeah. done like all these games over yeah, the years I've watched that and of course, they all so. have like this long tail and it's like kind of like. Like he's kind of set himself up like he just keeps working on them yeah. and it's kind of like well, I think that's, that's, and he's,
1: he's kind of hit the nail on the head there in terms of the, the the long tail in that particularly if you're an indie you know it's, it's obviously you want as an attractive launch as possible but you know, digital life cycles are like five, ten years now. Yeah, I don't even think we've seen the end
0: of it. Because, like, right now they're re-releasing Crash Bandicoot, so... Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I think it's, you know,
1: it, it, it is tough out there. Yeah. Um, because there's so much grabbing people's attention. But I also think it's, it's that so many games now offer so much in terms of playtime that, um, you know, people aren't buying as many games and then that's affecting everyone on the market. I mean, my, um, uh, my friend bought the last FIFA soccer and he hasn't bought a game since because he's just been playing the ultimate team and he's put in, you know, probably a couple of hundred hours into it that could have been, would have previously been spent on other games. So, you know, what Jake was saying about, you know, long tail and stuff like that is people need that now because when people do finish some games they have sunk a couple of hundred hours into they need to kind of then go oh right that game's on sale that I thought was interesting I'll, I'll pick it up
0: now yeah like I, I kind of went the kind of opposite for the first time opposite recently where normally I'm like Waiting for games to like, waiting for games to go on Steam and then buying yeah. them, uh, or or buying them to launch. But this time, I, like Steam, I was just so busy that all I could play was PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds. Right, and and then my and then the summer sale comes and I was like. Oh, well, like what are all the games that I wanted to buy that I didn't add to my wish list? Yeah. I was like looking them all up, and it's nice because like now at the summer sale; it's, it's kind of everything's on sale all the time. So I was able to go pick up Steven's Sausage Roll. Yeah, play that, and I picked up Recursed. Have you heard of Recursed? No. Oh. It's like a puzzle platformer that plays with the concept of recursion. Oh. Are you a programmer? Yeah. Uh, no, but I know no, recursion. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it, like you can take instances of levels into other levels, and like yeah, I can it's imagine it's the it's nuts. Already, yeah. Um, yeah, but I just like messes the head on. But I but I could just go and like remember the games I wanted to check out and then just buy like kind of
1: buy them so. Yeah, I think things are uh, I think uh, I think a lot of people do that. that now because well I've I've just stopped buying games because my backlog is so horrendous that if I um, just see a game I like I just wishlist it and then I know I, I can then pick it up at some point later.
0: Yeah. I think it's all I think I think a very small amount of it is like timing based too like I was like I want to go on a trip so like I need a like, I, need a, I want a game that I can play on my laptop yeah, that, yeah. that is not I super, like, yeah. that I can play on a
1: plane if it's, like, I uncomfortable exactly and stuff like that. exactly the same when I went to GDC. I was like, right, have got this long flight. I'm going to pick up Hugo. So I played Limbo, which I, you know, yeah. completely missed. Yeah, you can play through Limbo on a flight. Exactly, yeah. And that was perfect. And I was like, cool, I've done a game, you know, that was perfectly sized. I think that was, like, three hours or whatever, and I've done it. Really enjoyed myself, and then I was, you know, ticked move on to the next one I like games like that
0: yeah I think it's also tough with like like I don't know like I I got gifted humble monthly for my birthday so it's like I got those games coming in and like like there's always a steady stream of like yeah games you've PlayStation Plus Or stuff like that Like you're getting Four games there's a week like And what are so those many hours In the day And there's far too little Like I bought I bought like, Mass it's... Effect I was like Oh I don't know If I want to buy Mass Effect Andromeda So I bought the like EA Pass Yeah And it, it would give you The trial like Eight hours And I played it And then I gave Mini Metro a try Okay And then just played that <laughs> Just stop playing Mass yeah. Effect I suppose as
1: well If If people who've not got a huge amount of gaming time, they're only gonna buy the games that they're like super interested in. So that was the same for me. I loved the Mass Effect series, but I was just like, realistically, because Andromeda didn't blow everyone out of the park, I'm not gonna get it. Unless suddenly I've, you know, yeah, get a real hankering for it, and yeah. it's got uh, yeah, yeah. massively on sale or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, you know, um, there's just so much of cool games coming out constantly that I was, uh, there was a show I used to watch when I was a kid where there was this girl mm-hmm. and her, uh, her dad was like an alien or something and she had this ability to pause time by putting her two fingers together and then she could move about while everyone was frozen. And when she wanted to resume time, she could clap. Like the reason why I'm saying that is I need that to catch up on my gaming time. Um, <laughs> I you mean, catch up on dev time. Think about oh, how much totally, work yeah. you. you can just yeah. burn through oh, your awesome. estimates. You did this in a day? Wow, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> How'd you do it? Uh, well, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> um, yeah, well, thanks for being on the question bus. Oh, well, thank you for uh, inviting me. Uh, and is there anything else you want to plug? Um, well, I should say that um, if you want to check out Abandoned Ship, you can go to AbandonedShipGame.com. Uh, we're on Twitter, at Game Abandoned Ship, and we're on Facebook too. Um, if you like what you see, then um, then uh, head to uh, Steam and add us to your wish list. And uh, keep your eyes out soon, because we're going to release a new trailer that talks about our Kraken so you heard it here first Are you just going
0: to launch that on Kraken Day?
1: I should see if the, when's Kraken Day
0: I don't know if it's a thing but it no, might I'll be a table like that so it might say. be a thing no. um, um, You did hold up a like, kind of printout you made yes. and I'm just kind of curious because uh, you had to lift it
1: if next time you make a printout, are you gonna put the social media higher up? I should do this. This was from another show, and I cut the top off of the branding oh. for that show just for so um, yeah. That's, that's a resourceful. That's as, a resourceful. As an indie trip. dev, you've got to be right until you know. So that was you're, like you're some, some sort of some Unity sense. conference or something, and, and you yeah, just like it cut was, it. 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 was the mix in. Uh, oh, the mix, yeah, GDZ. yeah. Um, and the reason why I. Lift it up because uh, I've got a box of chocolates that's obscuring it. Has so. the chocolates helped? I think, like, people have been very, very polite. I've had to say, so like, they please, played the game. Please They haven't just taken the chocolate without playing yeah. the game. Um, and even then, I've had to be, like, take a chocolate, which, uh, me, being a chocoholic, I'd just be walking past every five minutes snatching a chocolate. But that's just...